Live at Five Sports with Todd and Suhan, brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort. Well, Jim, I bring up the Star Tribune uh, digital copy today. And, and again, on the front page uh, of the sports section is talk of uh, will the Timberwolves potentially trade Carl Anthony Towns? It, it seems like there's a lot of smoke around this story. Is there any fire? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Uh, the cat, listen, anytime we talk about trade rumors, there's always a theoretical trade out there mm-hmm. that everybody would do, right? I mean, with you know, take anybody. Uh, I guess maybe I'm trying to think. There are very few exceptions of franchise players who are who are so valuable to the franchise they would never consider them trading from anybody. Uh, who is that? Steph Curry, and I might have just run out of athletes. Um, <laughs> you're just not you know you're not going to trade Steph Curry. Right. Who he's done for the Warriors. Who else wouldn't the Warriors trade? Who else wouldn't anybody in sports trade for the right package? Mm-hmm. So theoretically, if you want to play with the rumor game, which is what most of modern media does, mm-hmm. hey, here's a rumor that will get me 8,000 clicks. I'll throw it out there. Mm-hmm. Are they really going to trade Carl Anthony Towns? Um, I don't think it makes any sense right now. I don't believe they're going to do it right now. I think they want to have a prove-it year with Towns, Gobert, Anthony Edwards, a matured Anthony Edwards. I think they think they can win with this group. Uh, so can I tell you 100% they won't trade Carl Anthony Towns? No, because I don't know who's going to call them in the next hour. Right. But are they trying to trade Carl Anthony Towns? I do not believe that. But probably getting calls, right? I mean, that's their job. They sure. take phone calls. Well, and what they, you know, what really spurs a lot of these rumors too is, you know, there are a lot of really good reporters who have good sources who talk to people and they say, hey, we're going to call about Towns, and that's a legitimate piece of news. It's, it leads to more rumors. It leads to conjecture. And it's accurate. Mm-hmm. But what they don't tell you is we're going to call the Timberwolves and offer them four second-round draft picks for Carlton Towns. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, who's going to, what are they going to offer? Who's going to trade something to the Timberwolves the Timberwolves want enough to give up on this experiment that they believe can work between Towns and Gobert? Uh, so you can't shoot any rumor down 100%. Mm-hmm. I just don't believe that the Wolves are trying to trade them, want to trade them. I think a year from now, to be a completely different story, depending on how this team plays, how these guys play together, uh, how much they win. I think a year from now, we might be saying, of course they're going to trade Carl Anthony Towns. He doesn't fit here anymore uh, financially. Right now, I am not seeing anything that would cause – I'm not seeing any potential deals that would cause me to believe they are going to trade him. Yeah, so you're saying potentially next off season. What about next yes. trade deadline? Well, it depends on how the team's playing. Yeah. If, the team's, if, the team, if the team's terrible, uh, then they have no reason not to trade him. And that might be a great moment of leverage for them. So if, if at the trading deadline, Towns is playing well and is healthy and the Timberwolves just aren't functioning, then that's probably the right time to blow things up if you can get the right deal for them then. Of course, then it comes down to calculations. Is it better to trade them? And, and that's where I think they, they, you know, anytime we talk about theoreticals, there are 85 things we haven't thought of that are going to yeah. happen that are factored in the decision. But that would be a lot more logical time to trade it. Terrible is relative, though, right? I mean, it's it, what, what is what is terrible. I mean, is it five hundred? That's not what they had hoped for when they made this trade, or is it a a sub five hundred record as we get closer to the trade deadline next year? I think it depends on circumstances. Mm-hmm. You know, is Towns playing? Are Towns and Gobert playing great together? And Anthony Edge is injured, so they're below five hundred for that reason. Are they not getting along? Are is it not working with the coach? I mean, you know, why are they? If they're below 500 at the trading deadline, why are they 500? Mm. Uh, is it, and and if they're not 500 because Towns is terrible, then what are you going to get for them in the trade? 
yeah, so uh, we'll see. Still uh, yet to go, but it's, you know, we're looking for content. I mean, uh, yesterday and today are the slowest days in sport all year. Oh, so. no, doubt, no doubt about it. And, and, it's, a, and it's a fascinating subject. Yes. It's a fascinating subject. I just don't want, I, I, think, I think there are a lot of fans out there who just, who place the same weight on every rumor they see. Hmm. Oh, I saw eight rumors today. They're all exactly the same likelihood of happening. The Towns rumor is teams hoping the Wolves will trade him for less than he's worth. It's not the Wolves saying we have to get rid of this guy. Mm. Uh, LeBron James is, uh, you know, in the conversation as the greatest player of all time. Uh, And he kind of hinted for the first time that I remember that he needed to take some time to think about if he was going to play another year. Now he announced last night uh, during the SBC he is going to play. I think that's what we all figured anyway. Uh, But, you know, how how many more uh, seasons are left in LeBron James? I don't know, and I don't think he knows either. I think that's why he took some time this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, at his age, he's one of the best-conditioned professional sport team athletes we've ever seen. He stays in incredible shape. He works incredibly hard year-round to maintain that. Uh, if he gets to a point where he, I don't think he wants to ever enter a season saying, okay, I'm not going to be this good this year, that good this year, and my team's not going to be that good this year. Um, if he gets to that point, that's when I could see him retiring. Uh I think he took some time off. Said, "Do I am I willing to put in the work to be an exceptional player again?" And once he decided he was, then that that made the decision for him. Uh, but who knows when that his mind's going to change on that? I read somewhere where he spends as much as two million dollars a year to make sure that his body is healthy and ready to play and able to in the NBA with cryogenic chambers and all kinds of stuff. And what a good investment, mm-hmm. you know, make, spend $2 million to make $50 million right. or whatever, $100 million, whatever he makes. I, you know, I, I remember talking to Chris Carter toward the end of his career, and, he, and back then, you know, players kept things very simple as far as their workouts and how they maintained their bodies. And, of course, a million of them had injuries and faded away, and we forget about them. Uh, it's not like all these things worked all the time. Mm-hmm. And Chris Carter had just basically had a staff. Back then, it was unheard of. He had a staff of about 10 people, you know, a chiropractor, physical therapist, nutritionist, chef. Uh, and he just you know, went down the list and told me about all these players, and I just hadn't heard of that before. I'm sure somebody else had done it, but it was first I had heard of it. And but now with the, the money these guys make, it's such a a rational investment. If you can again, if you can spend two million dollars to have another to extend your career, and in that extra year of your career, you're going to make fifty million or with endorsements seventy million. I mean, why wouldn't you do that? Yeah, that's right. Hey, why hasn't Dalvin Cook signed with a team yet? I think he is insulted by one-year $6 million offers, one-year $5 million offers he's getting. And it sounds cynical, but it is the way of the NFL and the way of the the business. I think he's hoping somebody gets hurt. You know, Uh, somebody pulls their hamstring early in camp, somebody blows out a knee working out, and then all of a sudden Dalvin Cook has a lot of leverage. Right now he doesn't have any leverage. So the Vikings released him out into free agency. Is it possible they bring him back if he doesn't find a deal? He looks and says, you know what the Vikings offered was right in line with all these other teams. I know them. Why not go back? I don't think so. Because okay. I think the one thing the Vikings uh, didn't say publicly that I believe they think is they thought Dalvin Cook made about five really big game-turning plays last year. And all credit to him for doing that. He's one of the big reasons they were actually won a lot of their close games. But behind those numbers are, on his average carry, uh, he wasn't very good. Mm. Uh, he, he left him in second and 10, second and 11 a lot. Mm-hmm. He seemed to lose half a step. Uh, when he, now, the, the handful of times he hit open, open field, he still had the speed to, to make the big play. But th- I, think the, I think their belief internally is that 
Um, he's close to the he's close to the end of being a dynamic back. Uh, why not make the transition now? Uh, the Lynx got blown out oof, yesterday. 40 points they oh. lost uh, in a matinee. Apparently they don't like to get up early and play. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's it's. Uh, I, I was surprised. It seemed like they had things turned around. I was shocked that they got blown out so badly. That was horrible. Uh, you know, they, they got blown out by Vegas, which, you know, they shouldn't have given up 113 points or whatever, but, but Vegas is great. Dallas is a 500 team playing on the road against a team that had straightened a lot of things out. The Lynx were horrible. Uh, part of his matchup, uh, Dallas is very big, very strong inside. The Lynx are not. But part of it was just, you know, they just didn't play. They yeah. didn't do anything well. They didn't play hard. They didn't play with intensity. Um, it, it was, that was one of the most embarrassing losses I've ever seen from that franchise. Yeah, that's for sure. Terrible loss. Uh, three, I'm open a couple of weeks off. Tony Finau has been a wonderful uh, defending champ. He's been talking up the 3M every time he gets a chance in front of a microphone. What a great ambassador for that tournament. And he's such a good guy. He's probably the best guy on tour in a lot of ways. Uh, just humble, nice guy, family-oriented. Uh, they're very lucky they got him. They're lucky he won. Because, yeah. You know, now he's incentive to come back here. He has some, I think, extended family in town here. Uh, man, he, he really makes the tournament at this point. Any chance of any other names that we would recognize that are still uh, in the hopper, possibly, for the 3M? I don't know. I mean, in the past, Hollis has told me, hey, I might get this guy, I might get this guy. Mm-hmm. Those guys never show up, so I hate to throw bad rumors out there. I, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think with the new designated events and everything that's going on in the British Open, I just have a hard time believing a lot of guys are going to decide to come play here unless, unless somebody needs you know, certain points or money, uh, and those aren't the, really the big-name guys. Yeah, uh, Jim, thanks so much. Thanks, Todd. Live at 5 Sports at Todd and Suhan, brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort.